Rita Crendwell stole from the city of Dixon to build one of the largest champion quarter horse operations in the world. And for more than 20 years, she fooled everyone, including her colleagues. For 20 years, I worked side by side with this woman, and I never knew her. I never really knew her. You couldn't get close to her, kind of like an invisible shell around her. She could be friendly but she was never gonna be your friend. Rita was very intelligent and she had the best people skills. She was a master manipulator. And there was someone else Rita fooled, the lead accountant from the firm that audited Dixon's finances. His name was Ron Blaine. Email from Rita Crundwell to Ron Blaine. Mr. Blaine, it's that time of year again. Would you please be so kind as to give me an estimate for the audit fees so that I might include them in our budget? Thanking you in advance, I am very truly yours. Reads. Ron Blaine did Rita's personal taxes, too. Hi, Rita Alice. I see the Knights of Columbus newsletter that you won $500 in the January drawing. Don't forget to put that on your tax return. Ron Blaine. Thanks, Mr. Blaine. I will include that. But there are a few I might forget. Ron worked for a large accounting firm called Clifton Gunderson. And Rita's relationship with that firm didn't stop with him. In the 1980s, Rita played first base and catcher on Clifton Gunderson's corporate softball team. Mr. Blaine, I know you are very busy working on my taxes, haha. I promise to bring them in soon. I hope you're not working too hard. I know you're still young, but you should let some of those kids get some experience. Reets. Reets. It must be pretty neat to have someone like Terry Bradshaw say that he'd like to be like you. You must be pretty highfalutin in that business. I got him fooled, don't I? I'm Alexa Burke, and this is Crooked City, Dixon, Illinois. Chapter 7, A Close Personal Relationship. The town of Dixon is still pretty mad, but they're a little happier after former Comptroller Rita Crunwell pleaded guilty today in federal court. At Rockford Federal Court for Rita Crunwell's sentencing, so crowded there is overflow room. Hashtag Dixon fraud. Dixon is ready for it to be over with. It's been a while, and I think everybody's just anxious. In overflow courtroom, we'll be allowed to tweet the sentencing of hashtag Rita Crundwell hashtag Dixon fraud. Rita Crundwell arrived about two hours early for her sentencing on wire fraud charges hashtag Dixon fraud. So we knew what day it was going to be, so it was up in Rockford at the federal building. This is Dixon Streets Commissioner Jeff Kuhn. He was at the federal courthouse on Valentine's Day 2013 for Rita Crundwell's sentencing. The mayor was there and some of the commissioners and friends and relatives and so forth. 
we made eye contact when she walked in. I'm sitting there, you know, she looked over at me and then turned right away. Didn't acknowledge it or anything like that and just sat down. And I said, the arrogance of that woman. Just something magical about seeing her with handcuffs. Mayor Jim Burke spoke to the court on behalf of the city of Dixon. Here's an actor reading his statement. Thank you, Judge, for allowing me a few minutes to speak on behalf of the Dixon community, the victim in the Rita Crundwell embezzlement case. There was and is no culture of corruption in City Hall. The seed of dishonesty was planted, nurtured, and brought to full bloom by Rita. She was the sole cause of Crundwell and crime becoming synonymous. Rita has sacrificed everything for a life of glitter and gold constructed on a deck of cards with no foundation. She was motivated by trophies and horses or, in the words of Shakespeare's tragedy of Richard III, a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. Rita must pay the price. Your Honor, the Dixon community is not vindictive. The Dixon community is not seeking revenge. However, the Dixon community is pleading for justice in a sentence for Rita Crundwell that is commensurate with the theft of $53 million in public money. I appeal and implore you to sentence Rita Crundwell to prison for the maximum term allowed for the crime she committed against her fellow citizens. Hashtag Dixon Mayor says hashtag Crundwell was trusted, admired, and well thought of. End statement asking for maximum prison sentence. Prosecutor says hashtag Rita Crundwell may have no priors but basically went on 20-year crime spree. She came to work to steal hashtag Dixon fraud. Hashtag Rita Crundwell is expected to address the court after her defense lawyer. Now, would you step forward, Ms. Crundwell? You are afforded an opportunity to say anything on your own behalf. Your Honor, I'd just like to say that I am truly sorry to the city of Dixon, to my family, and my friends. Hashtag Rita Crunwell crying says only I'm truly sorry to city of Dixon, my family and friends. Hashtag, Hashtag Crunwell says fall. through tears, she's truly sorry to the city of Dixon and to her friends. Judge has letters of support and opposition for Crunwell in consideration for her sentencing. U.S. Marshals surround Hashtag Rita Crunwell as the judge makes final statements to her. All right, thank you. Remain standing there. I have a sentencing result at this time. This is a case that developed over 22 years, so I'm going to take the opportunity now to explain my reasons for the sentence that I'm going to impose. The monies that were stolen were used to further your personal enjoyment, which was your quarter horse business. It also supported a lavish lifestyle. It's incredible to see the lifestyle that you lived purchasing multiple homes, remodeling homes, purchasing various motor coaches, a $2.1 million motor coach. You purchased farmland, you purchased horses, you sold horses, and at the time of your arrest, there were some 400 horses which were in your control. 
There's no question that you spent money on yourself. Jewelry, clothes, birthday parties. You live the lifestyle befitting a wealthy person. And you did this on monies that were not yours. You showed a much greater passion for the welfare of your horses than that of the people of Dixon, who you represented. To make sure that your crime was successful, you had to deceive many people. You created false documents. You misrepresented in meetings that there were no funds available, when you well knew that there were funds that you had stolen that could have been used for city revenues. And as I understand it, there were auditors involved who would audit city funds. And there's a lawsuit pending in state court. And that will perhaps answer some questions. The court, in terms of a financial fraud, cannot hardly think of a worse or bigger crime. In this case, it's going to be the sentence of this court as follows. You are sentenced to 235 months of imprisonment in the Bureau of Prisons. Hashtag Rita Crunwell to 19 and a half years. Judge says with good time credit, hashtag Rita Crunwell could get out when she's 77 years old. Listening to the judge hearing him pass the sentence down to her. I felt relieved. This is Kathy Swanson, Rita's friend and coworker from the last episode. I watched her. I was in a seat where I could look at her. She would not look at anybody. Um, I, I closed my eyes so I could listen to the click of the handcuffs. And that, to me, was a release for me. I knew that justice was served. They took her so quickly, she didn't even have, a, have time to turn around and say goodbye to her family because they were sitting behind her. She was gone. The next day, I sat home crying frantically. And all I could think about was, did she have a blanket last night? Was she cold? You know, where did they take her? And to me, that was, it was so confusing for me, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't understand why I was feeling like that. Welcome to True Spies, the podcast that takes you deep inside the greatest secret missions of all time. Suddenly out of the dark, it's appeared in Laden. You'll meet the people who live life undercover. What do they know? What are their skills? And what would you do in their position? Vengeance felt good. Seeing these people pay for what they'd done felt righteous. True Spies from Spyscape Studios. Wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever felt like escaping to your own desert island? Jane Gaskin did exactly that trading in the family home to begin a new life in the tropics. But she soon discovers that paradise has its secrets. I'm Alice Levine, and this is The Price of Paradise, the island dream that ends in kidnap, corruption, and murder. Wish you were here? Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen to podcasts. The city of Dixon is now suing its former accountants for not catching on to Rita Crunwell and her $53 million shell game. For more than 20 years, the city of Dixon hired the accounting firm Clifton Gunderson to audit the city's finances. And now, 
they wanted their money back. Dixon's mayor is now going after the accountants on grounds of negligence. So they got some outside help. My name is Devin Bruce and I'm an attorney here in Chicago. And Mayor Burke handed over stacks and stacks of city papers. Hundreds of thousands of pages of documents. And Devin assembled an all-star team. Forensic accountants, academic accountants, fraud examiners, banking experts that would take different aspects of the case and help me analyze it. And in my opinion, the negligence was clear and on its face. But now Devin needed to prove it. So he deposed the accountants from Clifton Gunderson, who handled the city of Dixon's audit. In front of you, you should have a whole stack of false invoices that Rita created, and just one example of a true invoice. These are actors reading from those deposition transcripts. Do you understand that those invoices, from what you know now, are fraudulent invoices generated by Rita Crunwell in order to steal money from the city of Dixon? Yes. Rita began generating false invoices that purported to be from the Illinois Department of Transportation, which needed to be paid by the city of Dixon. Devin discovered 179 of those false invoices, among real invoices from the Department of Transportation. Invoices Rita had handed to the auditors year after year. The false invoices were obviously different. I would like to walk through all the differences that are apparent on the face of these invoices, okay? Okay. The first and most noticeable one, I believe, is the fact that the fraudulent invoices created by Rita do not have an Illinois Department of Transportation bold logo on the front at the top. Is that noticeable to you as you look at it? Today, yes. There were misspellings on the form document that Rita created. Now, if you look at every one, and you can take my word for it, if you look at every one of Rita's fictitious invoices, the word section is misspelled. Do you see that? Yes. And is that a red flag to you as an auditor? That you have a governmental entity issuing a formal document with a misspelling? Yes. Another aspect that was quite noticeable is these invoices should be for precise numbers. In other words, down to a penny. And the invoices that Rita created were just round numbers, $250,000, $500,000. And Devin noticed that the amount on those fake invoices exactly matched the amounts on checks Rita deposited into her secret RSCDA account, the one she had set up in 1990 to steal from the city. Did they ever teach you in accounting school, ma'am? that if there are large checks for even-numbered amounts, that that is a red flag, that misstatement or fraud could be occurring? That could be a sign, yes. Do you understand that at least 188 checks that Rita wrote to steal money from the city of Dixon, the the vast majority of those are six-figure checks for even-numbered amounts? I, uh, I know that now, yes. And then the kicker. Many of these fake invoices were for big construction projects, toll booth repair, street repairs. There were several invoices about the bridge that goes over the Rock River in downtown Dixon, Illinois. In order for some of the auditors to go to City Hall to perform their annual audit, 
they would have had to go over the very bridge that she's talking about all this major construction was going on. Of course, there was no bridge construction during the time period that was talked about. Am I correct that this would have taken a two-minute phone call to Springfield to identify that any one of these many, many fraudulent invoices that she was creating were, in fact, fictitious? Yes. Anyone that gave even a cursory glance at these should have identified one or more of these discrepancies and then followed up. And once that information had been obtained by Clifton that these faulty invoices were in fact fictitious, Rita's theft would have been immediately identified, she would have been arrested, and she wouldn't have stolen any more money. Is that true? Yes. Devin had gotten an auditor from Clifton Gunderson to admit that the firm could have stopped Rita from stealing, if only they had been doing their job. But Devin also wanted to reveal the reason why those auditors had overlooked such obvious clues. One of the basic premises that they teach you in accounting firms is when you're performing an annual audit like this is to keep an arm's length from the client so that you can be objective about your investigation as to the financial statements. Can you please state your first name and last name? Ronald Blaine, B-L-A-I-N-E. And that objectivity should have been exercised most of all by the guy you heard at the top of this episode, Clifton Gunderson's accountant in charge of the city's audit. Ron Blaine had a long relationship with Clifton Gunderson, and he had a long relationship with Rita Crundwell. He started as auditor around the same time that Rita began working full-time for the city. Did you ever go to a restaurant or a bar with her at any time? After the audit, we used to have a little get-together with the city employees, the fire chief, the police chief, and invite them to a local bar here and buy them hors d'oeuvres and drinks. We would have a little wine and dine for the client. So, as I recall, Rita would be there at least some of the time. Now, have you ever at any time been to Rita's, any of her homes? I went to her original home here in Dixon. It's on Route 52. She talked about how good of a cook she was. I kind of invited, talked her into inviting me out to cook a meal. For several hours, Devin dug into Rita Crendwell's relationship with Ron Blaine. He would go to lunch at Rita's home and let her dogs out during the middle of the day. He went to dinner at her house and he told me he still had the recipe of the dinner that she prepared for him. And what did she cook? It was beef and vegetables in foil. Is that like the the Boy Scout one where we wrap the foil and put it on the Boy Scout fire? I'm a farm boy, so it was called comfort food. I mean, I was starving for it. There certainly was a friendly relationship there between the accounting firm and the various partners, certainly that partner, and Rita. At any time, did you date Rita Crundwell? No. I asked her out one time. She turned me down because she was involved with someone else. When was that? That would have been back in the 80s. I was single, she was single. I want to ask you a couple questions about these emails. First email is dated October 2nd, 2007. Rita says, 
I will probably be heading to Beloit, but I know you can fill in for me because you have a horsey background as well. I just didn't know what she's referring to. Do, do you have a horse background? I hate horses. There's a reference here. It's an email from Ron Blaine to Rita. I finally made it to Sharky's on the beach and I asked around about you and found out that you are famous there. Something about dancing on the tables and taking clothes off. What is that referencing? Well, that's where she always had her famous birthday party she held for her horse friends. It isn't too terribly far from where I have a condo. So, I had been to Sharky's for dinner, not with Rita obviously, but this is just telling her that I've been to Sharky's, the place that she frequents. Well, do you know if she took her clothes off in a bar? I don't know. That was just a little humor. I see. Now you call her, uh, what do you call her, Reets or Rita Alice? Both. Did they ever teach you in accounting school that you should not have an intimate or personal relationship with a client? No. In your opinion, if there is a close personal relationship between an auditor and a client, can you tell me what problems, if any, could occur? No, not really. Moving right along, if you look, there's another email from you to Rita. Reads, I read that interview. It must be pretty neat to have someone like Terry Bradshaw say he'd like to be like you. You must be pretty highfalutin in that business. Do you see that? I do. It says, got them fooled, don't I? That's the way she responded. She had them fooled, right? That's what she said. All right. Do you think she had them fooled? As we sit here today? Yeah. Well, she had someone fooled. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. After all the depositions and the lawsuit the city of Dixon brought against their auditing firm, there was little doubt that the firm's accountants had missed a lot. Now it was time to make a deal. We had a, um, a retired Chicago judge was the uh, moderator. And you had a team of attorneys representing the banks and the individuals and so on, everybody being sued. This is Streets Commissioner Jeff Kuhn again. And we had our attorney there, Devin. And they just went back and they started like at 8 in the morning, back and forth and back and forth. They started out lowballing. It's only like a few million they offered to start with. And then it ended up 
late afternoon at 40 million. And we had a meeting. He said, here's, here's the deal. I have an offer of $40 million that they'll pay right now by check, or we can go to court. We go to court, he says, I have, and he sent us a picture, five feet of evidence. It's stacked up in the corner of his office, five feet, I had a ruler there. We got it, but you can never depend on a jury. All it takes is one person, and you might not recover anything. And we agreed to accept the $40 million. That $40 million, combined with the $10 million federal marshals raised from the auction on Rita's ranch, almost covered the amount that Rita had stolen. Who do you think was personally hurt the most? I think the mayor. I think Jim really, really took it hard. He loved the city, and he put his trust in her, and then to have her do this to the city. Jeff and his wife Jeannie had always been close to Mayor Jim Burke. He felt just as humiliated and guilty as all the others. I mean, it was under his watch. And he had to keep that secret for months and months. For him to sit and watch her steal this money from the city he loved, that had to be brutal. I really think this, I think it just took the spirit right out of him. I really do. And then um, he, he told us he was not going to run again for health issues. And then we kind of noticed he's quiet. And he's lost so much weight. He looks so pale. He never was the same vibrant person. We, we just guessed it was cancer. He wouldn't tell us, but we guessed it was. And it was. And it wasn't that much longer after that he passed away. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was heartbreaking. It was very heartbreaking to see what it did to him. A former mayor of Dixon, Illinois, has passed away. Jim Burke died at his home this morning. Burke was mayor when former city comptroller Rita Cronwell was convicted of taking more than $53 million in city funds. He left the job last year. Burke was 77 years old. Now that we have our money, you know, now in five years, we've done 30% of our streets been able to revamp the fleet in public works. We've been able to get the equipment we need. This is Danny Langloss again. He was part of the city council's attempts to repair the wounds that Rita had left behind. Paying back the city's $21 million debt was the first priority. Because of our relationship with the local bank that we had this debt through, we were able to pay that debt off without any penalty. And then they set aside a fund, and they called it the Recovery Fund. We contributed $700,000 to a community center. They used some of the money to do a complete restructure of River Road and add a bike path along it. It's a heavily traveled road by a lot of people in our community. And in 2019, a ceremony was held along this road to rename part of it James G. Burke Way. And there's a covered pavilion with picnic benches and tables right alongside the Rock River that's been named the James G. Burke Pavilion. How is Dixon doing now? Dixon today 
is thriving. We're growing, we're expanding, we're winning grants. You know, we've really created a great team. And one of the things I'm proud of is that a lot of the members of this great team are people that were here when the theft was going on and when it was discovered. We've always had a great community. We've always had a lot to hang our hat on in that way. And now we're just maximizing every dollar and continuing to add layers of greatness to this great community. And if you ever go to Dixon, Illinois, take a stroll beside the Rock River along James Burke Way. And be sure to check out the statue of a young Ronald Reagan sitting up tall and casting a protective eye over his city from atop a horse. In our last episode of Crooked City, Dixon, Illinois, Rita makes some new friends. I met Rita when she came to Waseca Prison and um, started her sentence. She talked a lot about her horses, and it took a while for her to open up. I was shocked because, like, I, I, I didn't expect her to write to me. And she may just get out of prison early. COVID-19 is sweeping through the country's jails and prisons. I did as she asked me to, and I wrote to the president, President Trump, and asked that uh, he give her clemency. Because of her health, she deserved to have in-home confinement. Perhaps I was being used, I'm not sure. Unlock all episodes of Crooked City, Dixon, Illinois, ad-free right now by subscribing to the Binge podcast channel. Not only will you immediately unlock all episodes of this show, but you'll get binge access to an entire network of other great true crime and investigative podcasts, all ad-free. Plus, on the first of every month, subscribers get a binge drop of a brand new series. That's all episodes all at once. Unlock your listening now by clicking subscribe at the top of the Crooked City show page on Apple Podcasts or visit getthebinge.com to get access wherever you get your podcasts. Crooked City, Dixon, Illinois is a production of Truth Media in partnership with Sony Music Entertainment. The show is produced by Kenny Kusiak, Alyssa Mardinay, Kevin Shepard, and Zach St. Louis. I'm Alexa Burke, your host and senior producer. Story editing by Mark Smerling. Scott Curtis is our production manager. Voice acting by Catherine Gray, Nicholas Gray, Nick Dietz, and Phil Thompson. Fact-checking by Danya Suleiman. Sound design by Kenny Kusiak and Alexa Burke. George Drabing-Hicks did the mix. Music by Epidemic Sounds, Marmoset, and Blue Dot Sessions. Our title track is Sweet Revenge by Big Girl. Special thanks to Dr. Kelly Richmond-Pope, director of the documentary All the Queen's Horses. You can check out her book, Fool Me Once, Scam Stories and Secrets from the Trillion Dollar Fraud Industry. Continue the conversation with us online by tweeting at Crooked City Pod. If you've enjoyed Crooked City, Dixon, Illinois, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps other people find the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.